Good morning. I have my school notebook here. Um, my name is Rachel Small. Um, just a little bit about me. I am a senior currently at Noblesville High School. Uh, I'm graduating and going to Purdue University for communications and minor in creative writing. And I have my audition for the choir on Monday, so I'm kind of nervous. I'm nervous for this, but I'll be more nervous for that, and so I probably won't be able to speak, but I mean, that's okay. So if you could send prayers to me, that'd be lovely, and I hopefully will do good. But anyways, um, I've gone to this church since I was a little elementary kid, to well, like present-day me, I guess, and this church has always been there for me. Um, and our amazing youth leaders, Tom and Janelle, throughout the years. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I started to come to the youth group with my close friend at the time, and I was very shy and quiet back then. Um, and when I was little going to this church, I'd only come to like the adult service, I guess you could say. Um, Sunday school was, I guess, not for me. I would like ball my eyes out in front of the door. I wouldn't go inside the door. So I was that kid. But my, luckily I have great parents who would let me come to the, with them to the adult service. And we'd sit right up there in the balcony um, as long as I stopped crying and I kept quiet. And I did because within each of the bulletins I would just doodle away. I would just doodle crosses and I would doodle portraits of like the pastors and stuff at the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's where my love of art has stemmed from. Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place now. So youth group, I started going to youth group, and that was a huge step for me because I was so shy and quiet. And um, uh, I was confirmed here at the church, and I was also baptized at the same time. Um, and I had, I was slowly starting to enjoy coming to church and making, st slowly starting to make new friends. But um, until my best friend that I went to church with all the time moved away, and I found out that my mom had cancer. So church started to wane as, like, as her battle went on, and we started to not come as much as we should have. Um, my dad found solace in work, and my brothers, their sports, my sister choir at the time, and me, and dance, because that's what I was loved to do and thriving in at the time. Um, my family and I lost God through these times, and it didn't get much better after that. With the loss of some beloved family members, may they rest in peace, my cousin Megan at 18, um, my great-grandmother, Ruby Winslow, and my grandma, Marilyn Winslow, all within the past three years. So high school, on top of all that's happened in my life, has been a struggle. But with Tom and Janelle and youth group and my friends and praise band, I've been able to, like, conquer that, I guess. Um, and that's where God's taken me, is my love and passion for music. So I am anchored in love. And our series we are talking about is anchored in blank. And we ask you, the youth as a congregation, what you yourself are anchored in. For me, it's love. Because um, of my love of music, I started to do youth praise band with Tom, and I started the drums. And as you can see, I played the drums up there as my struggle to get them from one church sanctuary to here, which was crazy, and set it up in like 0.2 seconds. But I did it, <laughs> and now I'm here. But I started to play the drums, and my dad played the drums, so it was kind of like, I guess, like a family thing. And I started to love doing that, and I sang too. And so eventually now I'm playing for the 11 o'clock service, um, and I play the drums, and I sing sometimes harmonies and stuff, because I'm in choir at um, school. I'm the second soprano, if anyone knows that, what that means. 
Um, so God is always there for you and always helping you conquer, I guess, the hardships of your life. Um, our anchor is God. So he gives us the support to move on and be who we want to be. And God is an anchor for my soul, like we all just said. He's the anchor for your soul, my soul. And God anchors us into blank. For me, love, for you, that's for you to figure out. Um, he anchors us just like a sailor anchors into the sand. Um, I'm able to accomplish great feats with love. Love of music, love of my family, love of friends. And love is a pretty broad term, sometimes used loosely like, OMG, Teresa, I love your scarf. Or other times, just as admiration or much more sincere. It's a, we use it as a devotion or admiration. And if you've been to the past series with the pastors, they've been talking about biblical words and their meanings for us. And I, there's some words up there, if you can see. Um, one word that stuck out to me that they were talking about was agape. Agape love is goodwill and benevolence. And most importantly, something we use to distinguish God's unconditional love onto us. In 1 John 4, 8, it says, God is love. God defines love in one of the most well-known verses, John 3.16, and I know a lot of you know it, so if you want to say it with me, go ahead. I don't have the words up on the screen, but if you know it, just say it. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I love that quote, and I know all of you love that quote, because you all just <laughs> stated it right there. Um, God defines finds it as an act of giving. He gave a gift, not so much wrapped, but birthed or born to us. He sacrificed his only son to die for us, for our sins. His love is unconditional, a love that inspires me and is what I am anchored in. His love is different than that of ours. It's not based on feelings or emotions. He doesn't love us because he has to or can, but because, or not because we make him feel good. He loves us because he simply is love. And again, God is love. Now, the scripture here isn't saying he is this warm and fuzzy feeling you get, nor do they mean that through our limited form of human love, we will find God. The scriptures are saying that God defines love, not in a Webster dictionary way, but God is the very definition of love itself. It's his nature. So through God's love, I've been able to love myself and others around me and find, finally find my love for music and, and my passion and spend fun times with my friends and family, all through his love pouring out through me onto other people, like today, like you guys. <laughs> so with that in mind, I can wholeheartedly say that through God, I am anchored in love. And I leave you with this. We are to love others with agape love, whether we, they are fellow believers or bitter enemies. In John 13, 34, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have you just as I have you. The Greeks define God's love with the word agape. Through our English translation in American culture, we have lost this understanding of how powerful God's love truly is. I think it's important for all of us to remember his love as not just love, but agape love, and to agape love one another, which I know sounds kind of awkward at first, but we all know the definition of that now. It's hard, though, if you think about it, to, to agape love. It's easier to love simply than it is to unconditionally love as God does. And putting it into context of high school and middle school, just being a teenager, which I know a lot of us can relate to, or 
try to remember to relate to is that it's so easy to hate, to hate one another, to hate your teachers, to hate your parents, to hate the world. I'm still 18, not 20 yet, so I still have lots of teen angst within me. In school, it's, it's cool to hate with so much pressure and insecurities, making fun of someone, bullying someone, passing rude remarks, all because we don't notice our insecurities or don't want to notice them, it happens. I'm guilty of it. I get angry, I get mad, and I say rude things because it's the easy way out. To show benevolence and goodwill to, um, to that slow driver that just pulled out right in front of you, despite the fact that there's a, no one behind you for miles, takes strength. Um, Philippians 4.13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now, my lovely friend Allie will talk about just that, strength through her life. Thank you. So, before I get started, um, when Tom first asked me to do the message, I was surprised at how quickly I responded with the word, yes. I am not a public speaker, and if you've known me for any length of time, you know that I'm not one to volunteer and speak in public. But, I feel that this is important to do because I feel that this was God wanting to speak through me and for you guys. So bear with me, please. <laughs> so just like Rachel said, my name's Allie Martz. I am also a senior here at NHS. And in the fall, I will actually be going to Radford University. And I know a lot of you don't know where that is because it's actually in Radford, Virginia. And I will be majoring in elementary education. So, um, as you guys just saw, music is a huge part of my life. I've been singing probably since I was about two, I think. And it's just been one of those things that I can do to stress relief or to sing, whether I'm sad, mad, happy. It's just one of those things that I do. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about my life as well. So I was also baptized at this church when I was six months old. I think it was actually in here. not sure. I don't remember it. Uh, I met my best friend here in second grade Sunday school, and I was confirmed here in the sixth grade. And growing up, we went to church a lot. I went to Sunday school, and I had a lot of fun. I made friends, and friends that I still talk to now. And I didn't realize what a lot of the lessons that were taught in Sunday school meant until I was older. Like a lot of things, you don't learn it until you're older. It's just one of those things. Um... When I was 10 years old, my life turned completely upside down. I mean, if my life was a tsunami wave, I was the shoreline. It was absolutely incredible. Um, there was a lot of anger and confusion and hurt and sadness. And it kind of formed into this, this bubble of emotions. And if you've ever been in that bubble of emotions, you know it's hard to get out. And you it's so easy to lose yourself in that. And it's hard to flip out and find your way to God, and that's what happened to me. I remember one night I was sitting um, in my room on my bed, and I just looked up at the ceiling, and I said, why me? Why, why this? There are four point something billion people on this earth, and you chose me. And that's hard to, it's a hard concept for a 10-year-old to learn that. And slowly but surely, I stopped going to church. But... Later on down the road, when I was about 13, I started working in the nursery, and I loved it. I got to hold cute babies, and I got to play with the toddlers, and I got to give them to Jenny when their diaper smelled, because I wasn't about to do that. <laughs> but it created something positive out of the darkness and the chaos that was 
my life at the moment. And then when I was 15, I was asked to help with the three and four-year-old Sunday school. And that day changed my life forever. To see the look in their eyes when you tell them about God and about Jesus, it's absolutely incredible. And it's one of the reasons why I want to be a teacher. And that's, it's just incredible. You know, I've learned a lot with working with kids. And one of the things that I always like to tell people is that you might be teaching kids, but just know that they're going to teach you anything. And that's what they did for me. They taught me to forgive and to love and to be happy again. Uh, one of the things that I love about this message is that it's able to be interpreted however you guys want it to. And I think that's important because we all have different opinions and we all have different perspectives on life. So that's one of the things that I love. And we all have anchors, whether they're negative, whether they're positive, whether they're, whether they're dragging you down or they're keeping you grounded, we have them. But I believe that we all have one anchor in common, and that's God. And that's why we're all here today. No matter how rough our seas get, he will be with us. And no matter how deep you think you're sinking, he's there to keep us afloat. If I could tell that little 10-year-old me this message, it would have changed everything for me. One of the things that I've always learned, and my mom has always taught me ever since I was little, and I still believe it now at 18 years old, that everything happens for a reason. We might not know the answer then, and we might never know the answer, but it happened. It's part of our story, it's part of our lives, and it makes us who we are. We've all been through it, and it gets us to this point right here. It's just, it's on our path, and it's on the road that we have to take. It's the one that God chose for us, and if you don't like it, sorry, it's kind of not your choice, but there's always a reason, and he knows, and that's all that matters, so thank you guys.